Everybody, welcome again to our second episode. This is the James and Niels podcast. That's what we're going to call it for right now because we don't have a name yet. We're more actually focusing on content. Um, but as we get started, I'm actually really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today, James, because this is something I know you're passionate about. I'm passionate about. We've talked a lot about this over the past, oh, how long have we known each other now? Four years? You know, we've had oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, we've had some conversations about this, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal in your thunder. Just know that I'm excited for your insights and I'm excited for our listeners to hear what you have to say because I've loved what you've had to say. So with that, guys, here's James. Awesome. Thanks, Neil. So a few years ago, I read this book by Liz Wiseman called Multipliers, How the Best Leaders Make Everyone Smarter. And That's a pretty long name. Okay. It is. <laughs> um, multi- most people think of it as just like multipliers versus diminishers. Okay. And that concept. But yeah. uh, it was a phenomenal book. And ever since then, I've just been like this radar, you know, detecting, oh, wait, that person is a multiplier or, oh, wait, that person is a diminisher. And I've been like very aware of qualities of people that could either be, you know, uh, multiplying or diminishing. So what that really means is, Neil, have you ever worked for someone who made you feel like weak or incompetent or like not very smart? I can say absolutely. I can. I'm wondering like in my head, I'm like, if you ever find someone that says no, is that a, and they're serious, is that a warning sign? Like that's what I went through my brain. But yes, I have definitely where it's like, um, I'm not happy here. For sure. Yeah. Like I think we've all at least come in contact with some people like that. And I know for sure, I mean, at, at all the different companies I've worked for, I've definitely felt uh, these things. Um, in fact, there's this one particular person I worked with, and most of the time um, I, I enjoyed working with them and I didn't feel very much stress. But when they got stressed or when they got worried about something, they, they would just become more and more of a micromanager. And, and once they started micromanaging, then I felt a lot more stress. It, it, it was almost like they were telling me exactly how to do my job and that's, for me, that's like the worst situation ever. I, I cannot su- survive in an atmosphere like that. Interesting. So the more, okay, yeah. The and more he had on his mind, the harder he made it for everyone to work around him. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. And what I found myself doing is like, I was way less productive, but just because when someone is telling you what to do, you don't have that sense of creativity and drive pushing you forward and trying to be the best person you can be. You just show up to work to check things off a list and, and that's it. That's your job. Mm-hmm. And really like th- that's not productive. Like that's not how to get the most out of people. Mm-hmm. And so, so some characteristics that of really good people, I'll, I'll start with this, start with the positive is um, so for a multiplier, like imagine someone who, who walks into a conference room they're leading the meeting and they start the meeting by posing some very hard questions and then they say, go. And they don't always have to be the loudest one in the room. They don't always have to be right. They just let the people in the room um, debate and, and, and make, you know, use their creativity and, and come up with some solutions to these problems. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, every once in a while they'll interject if, if it's getting off course, but basically they just come in and explain the problem and they let their people come up with a solution okay. because that really shows that you trust your employees or, or the people in the room and you're helping them be the best that they can be. Okay. Would this, the, the individual we were talking about, would they ever do things like that? Would they be like, Hey guys, what's the solution? Or was it just, 
That's a really good question. Yeah, no. What they would typically do to start with the meeting is they would come in and say, okay, guys, they wouldn't even tell the problem. They would just say, here's what we're going to do. Boom, 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 boom. Like they've already they come up with a solution. Interesting. And at that point for the people in the room, they're like, well, why are we here if you've already solved the problem? You know? Okay. 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 Now I have a, I have a, no, I'll save this question for a little bit later. There's a question I do want to ask you that I'm kind of happy for. Keep going. Okay. So, so first of all, they debate, they, they help people get into a room. They help people solve problems. They don't provide easy answers. And, and it's not like multipliers are easy to work for uh, per se, because they do create this like feeling of intensity, but it's a feeling of intensity that's healthy, that makes the people with them want to be better and want to work harder. Okay. And they want to grow. It's encouraging. And at the end of the day, they hold their team accountable for for the their tasks. So what what okay. that what that means is, you know, to their superiors, they take ownership, but they expect the people they work with to own their part as well. And ownership is a big part of being a multiplier. Okay. I guess that, that could be its own podcast of actually how to take ownership then. Exactly. And how to be accountable, um, which is actually a few books we read. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. James. Okay. So a few more things. So that's how to identify a really good multiplier. And so if you're working for someone like that, consider yourself lucky. They're okay. probably helping you become a better person. And so I would stick around people like that. Okay. So we'll come back and like the very end of this podcast, bullet point each of these, Hey, good, good habits, potentially versus bad habits. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now let's get into some, some warning signs that you okay. Actually, probably okay. avoid. So, so another way to spot someone who's a diminisher is they, they constantly sort of pass the blame along to someone else. Like if, if there has been a failure or if something hasn't worked out, they'll be like, Oh yeah, that wasn't me. That, that was this other thing. Mm-hmm. And they might be blaming another person, but they might just be blaming the environment or something around them that mm-hmm. just sort of made it not their fault. And that's definitely a, a telltale sign right there. The, also, diminishers, they can be thought of as empire builders. So people who... Yeah, tell me more on that. I'm yeah. I'm curious. So if you, if you notice someone trying to hire all the best people because it makes them look good, or maybe if they want to snatch mm. up all of the important projects to make themselves look good, um, that's another sign that who you're working for probably doesn't care about you and your growth. They just care about their own resume or their own career path. And that's something that can be really destructive to people who they're working with. I remember one time, I can't remember who was speaking, but it was an individual who was talking about like leadership. This was years ago. And there was a warning they gave, like never follow someone that only follows their own agenda. Mm. And he was saying if they're selfish, if they are, their goals are their goals and they don't, they're not for the betterment of other people. You don't follow those people. And I was like, huh, huh. And I think what you're saying right there is the empire builders, these people that want their own little thing, they're going to use you. Mm-hmm. They're going to use you for their means. And then as soon as you don't have any purpose anymore, they won't use you. You'll, you'll kind of be like forgotten and, yeah, used up. Yeah, that's right. And several people have lost their jobs because of that. Mm-hmm. They've done really, really good work, but then their usefulness have ended, and so they've you know been kicked out. Oh, I love it. I love it. Another telltale sign is someone who is considered to be like a know-it-all. So, <laughs> you know, other ones <laughs> okay. known as like the smartest person in the room, or I may or may not know one of those. 
Yeah. I may or may not be one of those. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be working with you if you're one of those. Jeff. Okay. Thank you. But, um, but yeah, it's really interesting. So if you're talking to one of these people, you'll say something and their response will be typically like, oh yes, that, you know, exactly. And this is why, you know, it's like they've, they've already known the answer their whole lives. It's nothing new for them, you know, that they're, and when they're in a meeting, they're mm-hmm. always right. Their opinion is always correct. And they won't defer to anyone else. Okay. So would, would you be able to put this person as like, I'm trying to draw a line here. This is the person that's kind of like the individual that always has the final story. He's the one upper. Yeah. Like, guys, I caught a fish that was like a foot long. Like, oh yeah, well, I actually caught a fish using no bait and uh-huh. it was twice as big. And you're like, all right, <laughs> thanks for letting me have my moment. Exactly. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. So they're, they're like the one uppers. They have to be the, mm-hmm. okay. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I mean, you can be smart and have really good ideas without having to be the person who's right all the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And finally, the last point is I mentioned before, they micromanage. They, they tell people what to do. Don't let people solve problems. They just solve it all themselves mm. and just give people things to do. That's okay. So they, all right. Yeah, I think that's pretty self-explanatory. It is, yes. We're always, we've always had that one. And so, so my hope here, if you've, if you've been able to relate to any of these stories, um, hopefully you can start recognizing whether someone is a multiplier or whether someone is a diminisher. And if you work with any diminishers, um, I'd recommend, first of all, you could try to be a multiplier to them, mm-hmm. you know, help them grow as a person. Well, that's actually what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Did you do, so the individual you mentioned, you started the, your story off with, the, with us, the, the diminisher when they were stressed, did you try to do anything to help reduce their stress to make them a multiplier? Yes, I did. I could tell what was stressing them out and it was, the lack of things getting done. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of over projected my organization onto them. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and I've got it all covered. You don't have to worry. And it, How, it, it kind of worked. So in their conversations with me, they weren't quite so bad, but I could tell they were still stressed and still micromanaging like everyone else. And so at the end of the day, hmm. if you can't really help someone become better, then you'll just have to go work for a person who is a multiplier. That's interesting. Now, funny enough, I, what you're telling me, like the things you tried to do to help them in my mind puts you in the basket of being a multiplier because you were literally doing the things you can do best to help someone do their job even better. Yeah, I try. Which is really cool. So I think um, almost like a moral I'm taking right now is that if you're trying to help people do better, there's a good chance that you're a multiplier. Right. Um, very cool. Okay, keep going. Sorry to cut you off there. <laughs> no, no, no problem at all. Um, but yeah, so again, two choices. If you're working for a diminisher, help them better, help them to become a multiplier. Or if that's not working, you could find someone else. Work for someone else. Um, you know, it, it, you shouldn't have to have a stressful job mm-hmm. just because you work for a diminisher. Okay. And if I can tie that in now, with, you know, our goal is with our companies, we're trying to develop and help people build companies so they can actually sell their product and actually, you know, act on their dream of what they're wanting to do. The, I can't stress enough the importance of working with the correct people. And I feel like this is going to be like a theme of ours. Like we'll talk about this later, but there's a constant 
as saying, I think we share back and forth and it's people, not project, right? If you bring the right people in the room, those people that are builders, creators that know how to work together, you will be able to get anything done. Mm -hmm. It's people, not project. And for you listeners right now, if you're in a place where you feel like it's project, not people, assess it. Is it just your imagination or are you really working with people just just don't care that are going to hurt you there? Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I have a story about that same thing. So I did this little social experiment because I thought it would be fun. So I worked on this project where the market opportunity for this product was huge. I mean, okay. I mean okay. these people, they needed this so bad. And But unfortunately, the people who were leading the project had quite a few diminishing characteristics. And um, I did a little experiment to see if the market would win or if, or if the bad management would win. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, and it, and it turns out bad management will win every time. I mean, I mean, this product didn't even stand a chance in the market, even though the market was so hot and ready for it, just because the management was so bad. Interesting. I think we should do more on this later. Another. I, I'm really curious on your perspectives there. Um, thank you for sharing. Sure. Uh, just to finish my thought here with the people, not projects. Again, if you're in a place where you feel like the project's more important and you're trying to get out to develop it, understand that as you grow, look for people. Think of those people that have like been your mentors, that the things they say, the things they do, you just naturally appreciate. We're like, wow, that was so cool you did that. Think of those people, maybe take some time, talk with them, ask them, hey, why, why do you act this way? What, what caused you to do those things? You might learn a few things and also you might actually potentially gain a partner um, that might help you on your next adventure. Because um, yeah, to me, that's that's the biggest thing. Like right now as we're, we're creating this company, there's, there's three other individuals that I already know that I'm like, hey, these people will help us. Let's bring everyone in and let's, let's just build. Let's build. Um, yeah, people, not projects, and multiplying. Yeah, man. Sorry, sorry. Thanks for letting me take some of that time. You bet. That, that's such mm -hmm. an interesting topic. Ever since I read that book, it's been so fascinating to watch all these things mm -hmm. happen. And so, the name of the book was Multipliers? Mm -hmm. That's correct. So again, the name of the book it is by uh, Liz Wiseman. The name of the book is Multipliers, How the Best Leaders Make Everyone Smarter. Yeah. So I've kind of been playing dumb. Like I haven't read that book. But guys, I need to let you know, I have read that book. On 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 uh, James James's uh, recommendation, and I love the book. I became obsessed with it actually within like the first forty five minutes. I was like, "Whoa, how have I not looked at it this way before?" So, uh, if you guys haven't read that, if, if, if nobody pick it up, it's a great listen. It's a great read. Both, um, I've done both, so you won't worry about it. You you won't regret it. Let me say it that way. <laughs> won't regret it. Well, I think I'm, I, I have nothing to add here. Do you have any final thoughts, James? No, um, I, I really appreciate being able to share my thoughts about this topic. And I know that it makes a huge difference. And uh, I personally love watching people grow and become better. Um, just like I love watching businesses grow and become better. That's, that's part of the joy of, of this whole field that we're in. Okay. Very cool. Well, man, thank you so much. You guys, thanks for listening. And as always, if you have questions, let us know.